I'm Jeremy. And I'm Kawia. In this podcast, we discuss and review the movies that we watch together. This is how it works. One episode, I'll pick the movie, and the next, Kawia will. Watch out for spoilers, because there's a lot of them. This, this is, is Couple's, Couple's Guide, Guide to, to Movie Night. Night. We are back at it again. This time, it's Kawia's pick. And I picked The Great Gatsby. Um, this is one that I've been wanting to do for a while, and we finally got around to it. Mm-hmm. And I think we had pretty good timing, because I think it's kind of a good New Year's movie. Yeah. Just because there's, like, lots of parties in it and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yes, so we're doing the 2013 Great Gatsby, directed by Baz Luhrmann. Mm-hmm. Um, this is only, like, my second time watching it, I think. I think I watched it, like, around the time it came out, and it kind of confused me. Um, but watching yeah. it again this time... I understood it more, and I liked it, because I have never read the book. It's based on the book by F. Scott Fitzgerald, which was written in 1925. Um, It's a classic, and it's, like, taught in a lot of schools, but we never read it in our school. And I have the book, but I've never read it. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to share a quote with everyone real quick. I might have only watched this once. I was really confused the first time I watched this. Said by (laughs) Kawia. So, you know, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, because you hadn't seen it before, right? Uh-uh, no, I hadn't seen it before. And you haven't read the book either? No, it it reminded me of, a, like, Wolf of Wall Street in a dreamlike 1920s. Yeah, me too. I was actually thinking that, like, when we were watching it. Maybe because they are on Wall Street, but I was like, this oh, is no, kind of similar. I have so many. Do you want to just talk about it right now? Uh, sure. I have so many connections between Jordan Belfort, which is the main character in The Wolf of Wall Street, and the main character in The Great Gatsby. Um, Jay Gatsby. Jay Gatsby. <laughs> um, they're both played by DiCaprio, mm-hmm. and they're both rags to riches stories, where they were both had a like rough upbringing in a poor environment, and then they got rich. Yeah. Um, DiCaprio kind of talked about that. I read, and he was like, um, he was drawn to the role because he likes playing that, like the rise yeah. to riches. And then it's also about the fall of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Wall Street again. <laughs> yeah, and Wall Street again. And then these, these movies like, got elaborate parties throughout the entire thing, and mm-hmm. so that's how the Wolf of Wall Street is too. Yeah, but anyways, this movie it does have Leonardo DiCaprio. He plays Jay Gatsby. It also has Tobey Maguire who plays. Nick Carraway, and then it also has Kaney Mulligan, who plays Daisy, and those are, like, the main characters. Mm-hmm. So, can you get a summary for us, Kawia? Yes, for everybody who hasn't watched this movie, The Great Gatsby is a tale of an ambitious stockbroker who moves to New York and is befriended by a mysterious millionaire named Jay Gatsby. Beguiled at first by the glitz and glamour of his surroundings, a surprising chain of events lead Nick to become utterly repelled by the reckless behavior of the wealthy elite and their questionable morals. So we already talked a little bit about like our first thoughts, but what were your first thoughts? Give me a just a summary of your first and general thoughts. Um, I like this movie because I really like the time period. Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching things about the 1920s. And I think the parties are like 
Ooh. And um, it's also... Say that again? It's, <laughs> it's also a love story between Jay Gatsby and Daisy, uh, which I like. I really like Gatsby's character. Um, I love Leonardo DiCaprio, so... But it is... It's weird. And I think that if I had read the book, I would probably um, appreciate it more. Yeah. Or understand it more. Yeah. Uh, so my first thoughts, uh, going into this movie, I had never seen, seen it. I've never read the book, but you've always talked about how you liked it. And then, um, there was this girl in the grade below us who read it like every year. And so like, I was like, well, it's gotta be at least somewhat good. Right. Um, but then again, you like Twilight and there's people who reread that all the time. I like Twilight. <laughs> but I was uh I was nervous to watch it, but I'm I liked it. Um probably I'm not the target audience for it, but I can definitely see why it's got some acclaim to it. I I enjoyed it. It's you know, not particular for, for me. I might not ever watch it again, but I'd be okay if I watched it again. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, anyways, we'll jump into this movie. I first wanted to just say that this is the 2013 version again, and this is actually the fourth movie adaptation of the book, um, but I think this is, like, the most famous one, maybe just because it was just made. Yeah. But, um, and we talked about who's in it, there's a good cast, and... F. Scott Fitzgerald was originally going to set it in, like, the 1800s in the Midwest, um, which I think would have been a lot different, but then he, Mm -hmm. it came out in 1925, it was published in 1925, and, um, he decided to do New York and Long Island in the 1920s. Yeah, that would have been good. I guess if he did it in the Midwest, Chicago is in the Midwest. Yeah, well, they're from Chicago. Nick and Daisy are cousins, mm-hmm. and they're from Chicago. But we should get into the story, because we're talking a lot about it, and maybe yeah. not everybody knows. <laughs> and we can just get into it. There we go. <laughs> so, it opens up with a voiceover done by Nick Carraway, who's played by Toby Maguire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of him talking about what life was like when he moved to New York City, mm-hmm. and his voiceover is coming from that he's in a therapy session in present day. So yeah. he's like retelling his story through like to a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Um, I so- thought it was a cool opening scene too. It was like epic whenever. So at the beginning, they're like zooming in on this green light from the water. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. It really intrigued me. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. Um, so he, yeah, he just kind of like sets up the story and he says that Gatsby is the only man he's not disgusted with yeah because he's starting a job on Wall Street and Mm. it's in New York and I guess like everybody's well crazy yeah (laughs) um but anyways we move to just like learning more about him we learn that his cousin Daisy lives across the bay from him. They live in Long Island, and she's married to a guy named Tom Buchanan. Mm-hmm. And all of this is like a lot of plot being dumped on us, and I actually really like that. <laughs> um, a lot of times I won't enjoy it when we have a lot of that um, just plot explained to us, but when if it's just right at the beginning, if it's just, like, hitting me straight with a prologue, I can get down with it. I like that. I like voiceovers, especially if it's, like, somebody telling a story in present day, and then it, like, 
goes back to their past as they're like telling about it. Yeah, or even like this, like the slow crawl in Star Wars, just like setting the <laughs> stage, you know, setting the stage yeah. for what's about to come. Or like I like how they do it in Stardust too. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I can get down with that. But anyways. Nick goes to visit his cousin Daisy, and they're super rich. Like, all of these houses are these big, glamorous mansions. Yeah. Um, and Nick only lives in this tiny little cottage. Which I love. I liked it a lot, too. I love yeah. his cottage. He's like, it's not much, but it is the cutest little cottage. I wish that I lived there. But anyways, um, we kind of just meet Daisy and her husband. Daisy's a little bit weird. Yeah, she's strange. <laughs> um, it does its thing whenever it introduces, like, almost anyone in this movie it like starts out with them talking and it doesn't show them at first have you did you notice that Mm -mm. like on her she's like laying on a couch and it's shown from behind so you can't see who it is but it shows her hand and she's like talking to him mm -hmm. and then it shows um the great gatsby talking to uh nick before you know it's just a, a lot of the people in this movie are being introduced to us without either us knowing who they are or Without us seeing their faces. Yeah. Which um, was interesting. Yeah, I liked it. But we meet Daisy and her husband. We learn that Tom, her husband, was like a sports guy. Mm. He's really... Polo. He plays polo. Yeah, he's really rich. He's kind of a frat guy. That's what he reminds me of. Yeah. And then we meet Daisy and her friend Jordan, who also is a big character in this movie. Um, and then there's just kind of... They're doing like dinner they're having lots of gossip over dinner mm-hmm. um then daisy and nick go out and they talk and we learn that daisy has a kid which isn't really important because she's not in it till it's, the very end yeah i was gonna <laughs> say it's not in it in like the entire movie it's not even brought back up except for the last scene you just see the kid yeah um but she says that she's glad that she had a girl because um her husband was off cheating on her whenever she was born um so we're just kind of learning that her husband tom is a terrible person um and then it goes to across the bay their house is the one with the green light that's like a big part of this and we're not supposed to know who it is but it's gatsby and he's like reaching for the green light Mm -hmm. And then we learn about the Valley of Ashes, which is, like, a dumping ground outside of New York City. Um, And it's just, he says that it's, like, a terrible place. And there's this big billboard with the eyes of a forgotten Oculus. And he says it's watching over them like a god. That's kind of a big part, too. And I think it's a big part from the book. Yeah. Which is why it was included. It's, um, on the cover of the book, too, the eyes. Mm -hmm. Which, fun fact... F. Scott Fitzgerald hated the cover of the book, and he said it was, like, the ugliest book jacket he'd ever seen, but now it's, like, super... Super famous. Super famous yeah. and well-known, <laughs> the artwork. Yeah. Um. So, what's happening is Tom is taking Nick into town, mm. and they stop at the Valley of the Ashes. And I really like the Valley of the Ashes because we're seeing this, like, dreamlike gorgeousness of the uh, elites of Wall Street, pretty much. And just the elites of society at that time. And then we're going through this stark contrast of, like, gloom and these people working Mm -hmm. hard. And it's kind of showing, like, oh, these people are, you know, standing on the backs of these workers. And they're, it's just this huge class difference. I don't know. I think a lot of the movie is actually about that. Yeah. 
Um, anyways, they stop at the Valley of the Ashes, and we meet, like, this guy, he works at a gas station, and his wife is Tom's mistress. Mm -hmm. Her name is... Myrtle. Myrtle. And she's played by Isla Fisher, which I love. Mm Mm-hmm. She's awesome. She's in, uh, Wedding Crashers, and she's in, uh, Scooby-Doo, like, the live-action Scooby-Doo that, uh, what's-his-face directed James Gunn I like James Gunn a lot sorry (laughs) way off track anyways we meet Myrtle and she lives in this like gas station yeah with her husband Mm -hmm. and he takes her to I guess they have like this apartment Mm -hmm. um just for them to like hook up in so he goes there and she's like he's like invite your cousin for Nick and Nick's kind of uncomfortable because which it's rightfully his cousin, so. Yeah, it's his cousin's yeah. husband, and he he like tries to leave, but then um, Myrtle's cousin comes in, mm-hmm. and she looks exactly like Daisy, the actress. I was so confused. It's like, is that Daisy? I know you kept asking me that, and I was like, no. I, I think I, she looks exactly. Like her. It, I, I thought it was a poor, poor choice. <laughs> um, but anyways. They start drinking, and they get drunk, and all of this stuff, and it's just, like, kind of showing Nick entering the, like, partying, upper-class scene of New York. Yeah. Because he's like, this isn't the second time I've ever been drunk in my life, and it's just, there's lots of montages in this movie. There are. And this scene is super awkward and uncomfortable. This whole movie is, like, dreamlike, mm-hmm. but this scene in particular for me was just, like, really awkward and they're like partying and it's shot in this way to make the apartment look super claustrophobic in my opinion yeah and there's like a trumpet player who's been playing the whole time and that music just kind of takes over and it's like really loud Mm. and like lots of different scenes yeah it's kind of overwhelming and yeah dreamlike that's what i thought too yeah and they made like a really weird choice with this too because i like i wrote this down i was like why is there like modern rap music in this movie it's like a it's a 20s period piece right Mm -hmm. and so i don't think i enjoyed that aspect of it i think that it did well with the tone it kind of like gave you this cool upbeat tone and stuff but i didn't really like that they used the modern music it took me out of the movie yeah i read something about that the director decided to use modern music because he wanted to like create the same excitement of the parties and stuff that would have been in the 1920s with the jazz and he's like what is the equivalent of like this jazz and excitement for this generation is hip-hop yeah so that's why he did that but i don't know how i felt about it i kind of like some of them like the will you still love me one (laughs) i was like oh this is this goes good but yeah some of them I was just like, hmm, well, I don't know. It just took me out of it. Yeah. Like, I think that probably anyone who was watching this movie was like watching it. And then this music came out and they're like, oh, huh. I wonder why they did that. Yeah. And in my opinion, music really shouldn't do that. It should enhance the feel of the movie. It shouldn't take you out of it. Yeah, I think so too. Because like there's Beyonce and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But anyways, um, so this is happening and then... Like, it goes downhill, and Tom Buchanan 
um, he hits Myrtle, and, like, this big fight comes out, yeah. and Nick just, like, sneaks off onto the balcony. Um, it's just creating this whole hectic thing, which I think is meant to be created because they're, like, drunk and yeah. on drugs or something. Yeah. But anyways, then it goes back oh, to... yeah, hardcore. They're doing... Aren't they doing, like, coke or something? Or no, I, some pill. I never thought some, it ever showed anything. It doesn't show... It wasn't coke. It was this pill. Like, they're taking some sort of pills, and the girl... Myrtle's cousin like puts it in her mouth and then she like forces oh, it down oh yeah yeah so they're like they're just on all sorts of stuff so that's why they did that but anyways we go back to uh his voiceover and a new scene and he says that Gatsby was always watching him mm-hmm. um and you can kind of see like his silhouette and stuff because Gatsby lives right next door to Nick's cottage Mm-hmm. And he receives an invitation from Gatsby because every weekend there's these big parties at his mansion that go like all weekend long and mm-hmm. everybody just shows up there because they know that there's a party and nobody's ever been invited, but he's invited. So, And the party looks epic. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, like this huge, huge mansion and like people everywhere. There's like dancers and um a descendant of mozart playing this grand giant piano and like a pool it's crazy it's wild yeah it's it's wild (laughs) it looks cool though um and i love all of it's the 1920s so i love all of the girls they're like flapper dresses and stuff it just adds to the to the magic of the movie yeah, yeah the grandness of it all definitely um, so Nick's at the party and he's going around, he meets Jordan again and he's just kind of asking like, have you guys seen the host? I got an invitation. And they're like, nobody gets invitations. Nobody knows who Gatsby is. Mm-hmm. And we hear all these rumors about him cause nobody actually knows like who he is, how they, he got into like all this wealth and stuff. Yeah. Um, so we hear that he's like an assassin, uh, for some ex-German king. Yeah. And like all these weird things. All these sorts of crazy stuff. And we finally get to meet Gatsby. Nick is talking to some guy and he's like, have you seen him? I heard he's this and this. Yeah. And then Gatsby turns around. It's like old sport. And there's all these fireworks behind oh, yeah. him. And he like it's has champagne epic. in his hand. It's I wrote that. Yeah. I wrote epic Gatsby reveal. And there's so many memes about this too. Like yeah. I always see TikToks or like different memes about this reveal with DiCaprio like holding his glass yeah, up. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It is, it is pretty cool. <laughs> and this um, is kind of cool because Tobey Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio have been like really good friends since childhood uh-huh. and I had been seeing a whole bunch of that like on TikTok and stuff because the new Spider-Man came out and spoiler alert, Tobey Maguire's in it. Um, so I was seeing like things with him and Leo when they were young for some reason and then we were watching this movie, and I remembered, and I was like, oh, how cool they got to do, like, a movie together when they've been such good friends for so long. Yeah. And they interact a lot in the movie. So anyways, there's that, and Gatsby calls Jordan to go talk to him privately. Yeah. And as the party's ending, Jordan comes out, and she's like, it all makes sense now. Everything makes sense. And Nick is like, what makes sense? And she's like, oh, I promised I wouldn't tell. And I really enjoyed this definitely mysterious vibe around the great Gatsby. I was even like, what does he do? Like, for most of the movie, I was really on the edge of my seat thinking, 
how is he getting all this money and yeah what is like what makes sense why does it all make sense now you know yeah but anyways that's kind of the end of that scene they leave the party and i just made a note because he throws these elaborate parties which are insane every single weekend all weekend long it would suck to have to clean up after those parties i was seeing that too there was like like all of these you know empty cups and glasses and Mm. like confetti and all this stuff i was just like oh my gosh but yeah. he, I mean, he has servants to do it all, but those poor people. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Anyways, it ends, and I kind of like, this movie was easy to, um, like, write about so that we could talk about it, because the scenes are kind of broken up by Tobey Maguire's voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next scene, it goes back to his voiceover, and he says that he knew nothing about Gatsby until a lunch that he had with him with a businessman. Yeah. So the next morning, he, Gatsby, pulls up in this really cool yellow sports car. Mm-hmm. And he's like, come on, old sports, we're going for lunch or whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, they drive into the city because, again, they live on Long Island. And he drives super crazy fast and reckless, which is just something rich people do for I some hate reason. That. I hate <laughs> that. I hate movies. reckless drivers. I drive <laughs> like a grandma. And I have, like, a little four-cylinder Jeep. Kuya knows. I, I get road rage because sometimes people go so fast. And I'm like, is it worth dying to get there 30 <laughs> seconds before me? Yeah, but in movies, it's always, like, rich people who do it for no reason. And yeah. they drive so fast. Like, he's swerving around people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyways, on his drive, he tells Nick about, like, his real story um that and we learned that he's like a war hero and he went to oxford for a little bit that's kind of what we learn and he kind of he says that they're meeting with a businessman that will like confirm his story and so they go to like this club did you believe this whenever he was saying it no because he said it so weird, and then they go to the club and meet the businessman, and he's like, talk to my friend, and then the businessman, like, so clearly and quickly confirms everything that he said, mm-hmm. like, not with Nick asking, he's just like, oh, yes, he's a great man, an Oxford man, yeah. um, I know him through this guy from being a war hero, yeah. and he's really great, he'd never take anybody's wife or something like that, yeah. so I was kind of like, what? So I didn't... I didn't- <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I didn't think so either. I was like, I don't think that he's telling the truth. Like, from the get-go. It was weird. But they're driving to this club, and (laughs) it's just so odd. There's lots of parts in this movie that, like, just little scenes, and I'm like, that's so weird. (laughs) Like, why are they... It is strange. It's very strange. Like, they're driving, and there's, like, these people driving next to them across the bridge, and they're, like, partying in the car as they're driving they're like yeah. standing up and dancing like, and there's playing like a saxophone champagne there's a guy playing a saxophone. Yeah. yeah it's just i think it's just supposed to add to the like the grandeur of it all but yeah, i was weird. just like what yeah and then like there's the businessman he has like a tooth necklace on or like his tie has a <laughs> yeah, tooth on he has it. a tooth on his tie and he's like oh this is like a great canine or something yeah, like that and not like a like a sewn on like embroidered tooth like an actual human tooth yeah it's really weird it is weird um anyways they talk to the businessman and he confirms everything um while gatsby's like on the phone 
which was like a convenient way to get him away so he could talk about him. Yeah. It was just kind of weird. But anyways, um, then they run into Tom Buchanan and Gatsby like gets really uncomfortable and he just like disappears. Yeah. And then um And then Nick goes to meet Jordan for tea. Mm-hmm. And while they're there, um, she just kind of explains everything that Gatsby had told her because yeah. they're going to ask Nick for a favor. And she explains that Daisy and Gatsby had been in love, but he couldn't come back for some reason after the war. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I was holding it in. Because he had gone to war for five years. Yeah. And this... I didn't like this. (laughs) I mean, I don't like Daisy. And I didn't like her from the beginning. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, maybe from the beginning I liked her. But right here is where I was like, I don't really like her anymore. Because, well, I'm in the military. And I would feel really rough if me and Kawia had fallen in love before I went into the military, which happened. And then, like, I went to basic training, and we stayed together. And I went to... I've gone through all these trainings that Kuya stood by me for. And I feel like if you actually love someone, you're not going to just let them go that quickly. Yeah, but what happened was he was in war for five years... And then he couldn't come back after the war. And he wrote her a letter saying that he couldn't come back to her for some reason that we don't know. And so she, like, freaked out and she married Tom. Yeah, I just don't know about that. Well, five years is a long time. Yeah, I guess you're right. (laughs) Anyways, um, so what they're wanting from... delete that so the reason that Gatsby throws all of these big elaborate parties is because he wants Daisy to come to one because Daisy doesn't know that he's there living like just across the bay yeah so this is the other toxic part of their relationship he should have just gotten with her before she got married instead of trying to wait we don't know yet I'm sorry We don't know why he couldn't come back after the war. (coughs) You have a lot of editing to do. (coughs) I know. (coughs) So what they're asking of Nick is to invite Daisy to tea and Gatsby will be there. And he decides that, yes, he'll do that. So they're asking Nick to invite Daisy, his cousin, over for tea, and then Gatsby will be there and, like, see her again after all this time. And so that ends, like, the tea with Jordan. He goes back to his cottage, and Gatsby comes and kind of, like, asks him what he thinks. And Nick is like, oh, I don't know. She's my cousin, and she's a married woman. I don't know how I feel about that. That is totally fine. He's inviting her over to have tea with Gatsby while her husband is off 
with different mistresses all of the time. I think the plural is mistry. Well, I don't care. I'm <laughs> just kidding. That's so stupid. He should be like, oh, well, I was with her husband while he was cheating on her. I think I can invite her over for tea. So they should probably get a divorce. Yeah. Oh, he's the worst. Tom. But anyways. Tom and Daisy are pretty bad. <laughs> I don't like any of them. I like Gatsby. I don't Nick. even know if I like Gatsby that much. I like Gatsby and Nick. I like Gatsby all right. I like them, but I don't like Daisy. They have Yeah, Daisy. I don't like Daisy. Anyways, we'll learn why we don't like Daisy. But he says, okay, I'll do it. I'll invite her over for tea. And then Gatsby's like, oh, well, I'll do this and this for you. And he's like, no, it's a favor. I'll do it. Yeah. And then he's like, well, let's go into town. Let's do this. And this happens, like, so much in this movie where everybody's, like, all, um... Like, all of a sudden being like, let's go into town, or let's go do this, mm-hmm. or stay later, or something. And Nick is always like, no, I can't, I have to go to bed. <laughs> and I was just like, Nick, that's so great. <laughs> I'm just so related to him, because everybody's always asking him to do stuff, and he's just like, no, I have to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Nick. Anyways, um, we are going to the day of the tea. And Gatsby has had all these people come and <laughs> fix up Nick's cottage. Like, they totally re-landscaped everything. Yeah. And he brings in, like, a hundred... ridiculous amount of flowers. Yeah, like a hundred bouquets of flowers. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. But Daisy comes, and it's raining. And she walks in, and Nick is all ready for them to meet again. But Gatsby has left. Yeah. And so it's like, oh. And then the doorbell rings. And Gatsby, like, opens the door. And he's, like, so... He's drenched in water. Like, and he has a white suit on, too. So it's like, you can see everything through his suit. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, so he comes in and Daisy sees him. And she's just like, well, I'm sure happy to see you. And then it's really, really awkward. Yeah, for a fat minute. Yeah, so Nick is like gonna go into town so you guys can talk and then he just goes outside and stands in the rain yeah he's just standing in the rain under the tree (laughs) nick is so awkward yeah (laughs) he's just so funny um anyways then he and i think that toby Maguire is naturally awkward yeah so i think there's a good casting spider-man too yeah and like with all the paparazzi and all that stuff it's just funny because, like, he goes and just stands in the rain waiting. And then whenever that stuff is happening in the apartment, he just sneaks off onto the <laughs> balcony. And then people ask him to do stuff. And he's like, no, I have to go to bed. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, but anyways, he comes back in and Gatsby and Daisy have talked and stuff. And the rain has stopped. And he's like do you want to come see a tour of, like, where I live? And Daisy's like, where do you live? And he's like, oh, just right there. So then they go do the big tour of the big mansion. This enormous castle. Which he pretty much bought for Daisy. Mm -hmm. Because he keeps, um, like, telling Nick, look at how great she looks in here. I think she really likes it and all this stuff. Which is so cute. But anyways. You shouldn't have to buy all that for your honey. She should love you. Regardless of how much money you have. Yeah. I mean, you should try and please them, but 
That's not why. You don't want but them to love you for your money. Wanted, he did all of that for her, and he wanted her to like him. Yeah, heart's in the right place, but... I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, um, Daisy says, like, I just want to be with you. Like, why can't we just be like this forever? And he's like, we can. But we can. Let's kill your husband. <laughs> that's not what happens. But that's that's what I was picking up. Yeah, but that's not at all <laughs> yeah, what was not. going on. <laughs> he was just like, we will. It will happen. And then we get a backstory on who Gatsby is. Mm-hmm. Gatsby's last name was really Gats, and he was from, like, poor farmer family mm-hmm. uh, in the Midwest, and he decided to leave for a better future, and he, like, somehow saved this captain uh-huh. on a boat, and the captain called him Old Sport, and so that's where he picked it up, and he, like, sailed with him for a long time, and the captain essentially taught him how to be a gentleman. Yeah, because the captain was some rich guy who was out during the storm sailing, and he got drunk, and he almost died. Yeah. And so he learns how to be a gentleman, even though he doesn't have, like, the wealth and stuff that, yeah. like, Air Bunnies gentlemen have. <laughs> Air Bunnies. Um, and then we go to another one of his grand parties, and this time Daisy and Tom go to the party. Um, and... Tom goes off and cheats on her again, and Gatsby and Daisy go off, and they kiss and stuff. She wants to run away with him, but he doesn't think that's respectable, and he's like, no, we're not going to run away, and what he really wants her to do is just leave her husband and come live in the mansion with him. Which, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I don't think that Daisy should be with Gatsby, but just leave your husband Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, leave your husband anyways. <laughs> and husband, like, stop doing what you're doing and leave your wife if you just want to be some player somewhere. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. They yeah. have the worst relationship. And so Gatsby just wants Daisy to tell Tom that she no longer loves him and then she he wants to get married to her. Yeah. And he asks Nick to come with them when they tell him. Which is awful. Yeah, and I wrote, like... Poor Nick is roped into, like, all the drama all the time. He's always just like, oh. Just awkwardly sitting in the corner for half of his movie. But that happens because he's the one who's writing the story. Yeah, it's a Um, plot device. I like it, though. (laughs) Anyways, so then we go to the scene where they're having lunch at Daisy's house, and it's Daisy and Tom, Nick and Jordan, and Gatsby. Mm. And it's just really awkward, and Gatsby and Daisy are waiting to tell Tom, but the time doesn't really come, and so Gatsby, like, tries to tell him, and then Daisy, like, freaks out. Yeah, and she's, like, dilly-dallying, too. She doesn't want to tell him. Yeah, and so then she's like, let's just go into town. Come on, let's go into town. Yeah. And so they decide to go into town, and... Tom drives with Nick and Jordan, but he drives Gatsby's yellow car. Yeah. Which is important for later. And they drive in and, like, rent this room with champagne and ice because there's, like, a heat wave going on. Yeah. And so they're... (laughs) And this this guy is, like, chipping off ice from this huge ice block during this time, too. And he... We're saying that Nick is awkwardly in the room. 
so is this random ice guy. Yeah. <laughs> and we were talking about, like, so this next scene is going to get, like, crazy. And we were just talking about how funny and awkward it would be just being the ice guy, like, in yeah. the other room <laughs> listening to everything that's yeah. going on. Um, but before they get there, Tom stops off at that gas station where his mistress and her husband, like, live and work. Yeah. And he talks to the husband, and the husband's like, oh, yeah, me and my wife are going to move out west. And so Tom is like, oh, no. Yeah, my, Fisher. My mistress is being taken away. And then we go to this, um, like, the room, yeah. and they're all in there. And this is when they tell him that... Daisy doesn't love him anymore. And so he's like, oh no, but my Daisy, wife is being taken away yeah, as well. Daisy doesn't say that, if you notice. Yeah, Gatsby says she that. She doesn't say that. Gatsby's like pushing her into saying it. Yeah. Just, Daisy just needs to freaking not be, I don't know, not be in a relationship. Because she's terrible. Yeah, so this turns into just like a big fight um, where... Tom is just kind of saying how Gatsby's a nobody and stuff. And we learned that he's from New Mexico, which was kind of cool because we're from New Mexico. We live here right now. (laughs) So we're like, oh, because New Mexico doesn't really ever come up in anything. Uh, No. (laughs) So when it does, we're always like, oh. (laughs) Um, But anyways, he's just saying how he's like a nobody and he doesn't believe anything about him and stuff. And then Gatsby like freaks out and like grabs him and... um, Nick says, like, in his voiceover, that it looked like he had killed a man before. Yeah. It was... Well, and he had during the during the war. <laughs> but... And I uh, just think Leonardo DiCaprio, obviously, we know, he's, like, an amazing actor. He is amazing. But this scene, you can really tell because he's, like, so angry and he's holding him about to, like, hit him, but he doesn't. But, like, he's so angry, his cheeks are literally, like, shaking. Yeah. And you can just, you can see, he's just no, such a good he, actor. he's amazing. And <laughs> in this, too, like, I feel like a lot of actors are able to flip a switch. They're like, okay, now I'm mad. Mm-hmm. You can tell in this movie, whenever DiCaprio's, I think, probably told, okay, you're at a three in this scene. You know what I mean? You're angry at a three. Mm-hmm. And then it's so cool to see him go from a three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just does and an amazing job. He's able to do that instead of being, okay, now I'm angry. Yeah, you can tell. You can like yeah, see you can him s- starting to be like, Ugh, and then all of a sudden like he like bursts. Yeah, and I feel like even the other actors in the room probably were feeding off of that mm-hmm. because I could tell that just in that situation, maybe it was the music and everything. But it was so tense, and I think that it was probably because of his performance, the other actors were able to feed off of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so when he does this, it really scares Daisy, and she's like, oh, I don't know if I want to, like, go away with you anymore, or marry you, or whatever. Um, And again, it's just so awkward for Nick and Jordan. They're just sitting there the whole time silently, like, oh my gosh. And then Gatsby and daisy leave after she had said no i did love tom at some point Mm. and gatsby like can't really take that he's like no you love me yeah um so they leave and they take gatsby's car so now they're driving the yellow car and this was another really random part which i'm sure would have been more clear if we had read the book but 
Nick is just like, I just remembered it's my birthday. Yeah, what was that about? I don't know. That took me out of the scene, too. I was just like, what? Because <laughs> so that's I, it. That's I all guess, he says, and then that's over. Yeah, I guess maybe it's just saying that, like, he's now in this world, and he's not really being seen as a person compared to everyone else's issues, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. But, like, it was... I thought it was weird. Yeah. But anyways, so then we go back to the gas station, and Myrtle and her husband are fighting, and he had hit her and stuff, and he tries again, and so she hits him and then runs out. And she sees the yellow car coming, which she thinks is Tom. Because, because she had seen them go by earlier. Yeah, and so she's like, oh, he's here to rescue me. And so she starts to run out into the road being like, oh, come get me and stuff. And then... Which, I mean, first rule of the road don't run into traffic. Yeah, because they're driving really fast. <laughs> On a dirt road, too. Mm-hmm. And then, wha-bam. Yeah. They hit her, and she, like, rolls and hits the glass, and she's dead. And this is also a lesson. <laughs> don't drive if you're upset, because being impaired can, I mean, being upset will physically impair you. Yeah. So, don't, don't do it. Yeah, and they're going crazy, crazy fast, too. Uh-huh. And... Gatsby's car doesn't even stop. They just keep going. And she's dead. And then... Which I was so pissed off. Whenever they, like, hit her and then just drove off. Yeah. But then Tom and Nick and Jordan's car pulls up. And there's all this kerfuffle and stuff. And they go to see what it is and they see that she's dead. And so Tom, he's hurt because they were lovers or whatever. Um, and so he goes to talk to the husband and the husband's mad at him because he thought that he had been driving too, but he's like, no, we just came in from out of town. He gets out of that and he says, it was Gatsby. I was driving Gatsby's car and the husband's like, I bet Gatsby was the one who was sleeping with my wife too. And Tom is like, yeah, which you snake snake. Yeah. And so that makes the husband mad at Gatsby thinking that he had killed his wife. And so they leave, and they go back to Daisy and Tom's house, and Daisy and Tom, like, are talking, and there's, like, an intimate moment between them, so we see that, like, they're reconnecting or whatever. Yeah. And this is also when we learn that Daisy was driving the car, not Gatsby. Which, ugh, this was really the straw that broke the camel's back. No. Yeah, it was. It was the straw that broke the camel's back for me with liking her, because I was, I didn't like her from the beginning and then this happened and I was like pure hatred for her <sighs> because she kills this person Isla Fisher's character and just drives off mm-hmm. and she just she just ruined her relationship with both her husband and Gatsby which neither relationship were good relationships from the start but she I just do not like her at all she's manipulative and she's telling people on both sides um different different things because i'm sure that she was telling her husband that she loved him and everything like that and then with the great gatsby she's telling him all the same stuff and that she never loved her husband and all this and i don't know this was just the point at which i was like okay i really do not like this girl yeah because you would think we think that gatsby's the one driving the car Mm -hmm. and nick comes home and gatsby's like crazy cleaning the car and stuff and he's all frantic and 
as the audience, you would think Gatsby would have stopped. Yeah. If he would have hit someone, because like he's a good person, um, and he's a gentleman, but they he didn't. So you're kind of like, oh my gosh. But then we learn that Daisy's the one driving. Yeah. So he's protecting her. Yeah, that's the reason he didn't stop. So she's going to let everyone else believe that the man that she supposedly is like overwhelmingly in love with killed somebody even Mm -hmm. though it was her yeah and so so Gatsby says that Daisy's gonna call in the morning and they're gonna figure everything out yeah and he asks Nick to wait with him until morning time and he does and uh Gatsby tells him that about that letter he had written Daisy and he says that the reason he didn't come like straight back after the war was he needed to make something of himself for Daisy um and he just says like she'll call in the morning and then Nick leaves to go to work and he's kind of like worried and he's it shows him at work and he he's like not um doing the stocks or whatever and he's just kind of sitting and waiting yeah waiting for a phone call from Gatsby yeah, because Gatsby said he'll call when Daisy calls. Yeah. And so then um, Gatsby's taking one last swim in his pool because they were going to clean it out. And as he, he swims across the pool and as he gets out, the phone rings. Yeah. And his butler picks it up and he's like, oh, he'll be very happy to hear that you're calling. Yeah, and so he thinks, well, I think that maybe the audience thinks that Daisy's on the other end of the Yeah, because he says, Daisy. Yeah. And then... He gets shot by Myrtle's husband. Yeah, Myrtle's husband walks up behind him while he's walking to the phone and shoots him in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. And the, his last words are Daisy. Or maybe not the back of the head. I think it's his back. Yeah. But his last words are Daisy and then he falls into the pool and then Myrtle's husband shoots himself. Yeah. And then we hear Nick on the other end of the line being like, what's going on? Is everything okay? Yeah, so we know that Daisy wasn't the one calling. Yeah, it was Nick, which is kind of heartbreaking. It's really sad. <laughs> And I don't know if I would rather Gatsby know that it's Nick or not, because he's madly in love with Daisy. Yeah. And at least he died feeling like this last moment of, okay, she actually does love me. Yeah. You know, even though she doesn't. (laughs) I know. It's so heartbreaking because he did everything for Daisy and he's waiting for her to call and he thinks that she does Mm -hmm. and she doesn't. It's Nick. And then that just makes you, like, furious at Daisy. Because then Nick explains that everything was pinned on Gatsby. Um, Like, murdering Myrtle and all of that was pinned on Gatsby. And Nick is kind of the only one there for him. He's, like, putting the funeral together and stuff. And he calls because Daisy doesn't come to the funeral. And he's like, please, can I talk to her? I know she would want to be here and say goodbye. And they're there, and they're, like, butlers answering or whatever. And he's like, no, they're away, but they're still home, and they're just like, no. And so she doesn't even come to the funeral, which, I just, yeah, I just really, really disliked this character. And kudos, though, to the writing and the directing and the acting in this movie. Mm -hmm. Because I can really, really respond to a movie with good characters, whether they're a bad character, like a villain... But if a movie can make it to where I just really, really, really hate someone or really like them or just where I can see such a three-dimensional character like Daisy or Gatsby, 
I will enjoy a thousand times better. And I really respond to movies like that. And this movie definitely like came through. Yeah, I think so too. I it was really great and like like Toby Maguire as Nick, he was like so heartbroken too. Yeah. And this is all the reason that he's like in the psychiatrist's office and what he's doing is he's writing it down because he's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore and the psychiatrist said, Well then write about it. Yeah. And so, um, he wrote all of this about Gatsby and everything that had happened and he writes it into a book. And it's called Gatsby. And then at the very end, he, like, adds the great in front mm-hmm. of it. So he had written the story. Um, and that's how it ends. And it goes back to, like, the green light, which is, like, a symbol for hope. Yeah. Because he says at some point that Gatsby's, like, great ability was to be able to hope for things. Yeah. So I, I think that this light might have been... We were talking about it whenever we were watching the movie. Um it was kind of a symbol for hope and kind of something that's just right there that you can see that's tangible but you just can't quite get it Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of a symbol for the great Gatsby's love for Daisy Mm -hmm. because she's right there he can see her he can almost touch her but he just can't quite have it yeah and he's always there like watching it watching it Yeah. yeah but anyways that's the end I I love the ending because the movie, you don't really know where it's going for a while. Then you learn it's about Daisy and Gatsby. And then all this crazy stuff happens at, like, kind of right at the end. And, it, like, I don't know. I just think it's really cool how it does that. And then it ends, like, so... Powerful. Like, wow. Yeah, and it's... you're just, like, left there, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I agree with you. This was a great movie. Um I'm a sucker for nihilistic endings, too. We've talked about that in previous podcasts, where a lot of times if a movie can make me feel something, I enjoy it a thousand times better. Mm -hmm. So this movie definitely, like, tugged on my heartstrings. Usually I don't really like sad movies, (laughs) which totally is, you know, the opposite of what I was just saying. But um, a nihilistic ending and characters... It can really make you feel something. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Me too. And everybody did such a good job too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. What do you want to rate it out of? I guess we could either rate it out of uh, glasses or champagne bottles or uh, green lights. Let's do green lights. Okay. I'm going to give it a 7.6. Oh, dang. Okay, so 7.6 and I was going to give it an 8. Oh, really? Yeah. So let's see what that has for us. So that puts us at number 17 of the movies that we've watched. I did not realize we've done that many. Um, 7.8 out of 10. Uh, it's right under Stardust and right over Wolf of Wall Street. I could see that. Um, I, I Personally, I enjoyed Wolf of Wall Street better. I think Jordan Belfort was probably a better character. But um, throughout... I enjoyed all of the characters in this movie. We've done a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio movies. Yeah, and I I want to do Django eventually. <laughs> out of how many? 17 out of how many? Out of 21, and it's right... <sighs> I should have rated it higher. I thought you were going to rate it low. Oh, no. Well, so these movies, we've talked about this in our podcast, are movies that we pick. So they're all going to be high, I think. So, like, our lowest movie is... a 
our lowest movie is a 5.75. What movie was that? That was Fear Street. Oh, yeah, that was not very good. Well, that was a new release, too, so we didn't know. So, like, I think besides Mortal Kombat, which was also a new release, and it got a, we, 6.8, um, all of these movies, one of us has seen and been like, oh, I like that movie. I want to show Kuya that, or yeah. you want to show me that. So, like, it makes sense that even a movie that gets 7.8, almost 8 out of 10, would be, you know, lower, lower on the yeah. list. I guess so, but... That's all right. Um, I like this movie quite a bit. And I think it's always hard because after watching the movie, I'm like, oh, I like that movie a lot. And then it's hard to compare to the other ones because I hadn't just watched them. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, um, that's it for The Great Gatsby. I do really want to read the book now. And I have it and it's really small. So I might read that next. Yeah, I think I might pass on the book. Again, I don't think I'm the primary audience for it. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I like the movie. <laughs> yeah, it just makes me want to read the book. Yeah. Um, and then this week we're going to be recommending the show on Hulu, Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, it's it's really good. I liked it. It's got Selena Gomez and Martin Short. Yeah, and Steve Martin. Oh, yeah, and Steve Martin. And it's fun and it's a mystery. Um, it is fun. It's not the greatest show of all time. But I really it's fun. enjoyed yeah, it, though. I like it. Um, so if you like mysteries that are not super heavy, yeah. um, it's, yeah, it's really fun. And we're both super into whodunit movies. Yeah. So like, you know, Scream and Murder on the Orient Express, we've done on our Knives podcast all right. Yeah. But anyways, that's it for now. Please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on Anchor. And we're also on Instagram at CGMN underscore podcast. Yeah. And then next week or next Whenever we get out, we usually try and do about two a month, but that's not always happening. So um, <laughs> Next time. Yeah, next time. I think I'm going to do Point Break because you haven't seen that, and that movie is literally essential in the development of I want to watch me. it. Oh yeah. my gosh, it is. I've seen the other one, the like new one. Yeah, but that one's not good. Yeah, no, I really <laughs> want to watch it. And then I also, Death on the Nile, it was supposed to come out in december but then i guess they moved it to like february or something so i want to do that one when it comes out me too and then i read the book for that in preparation for it but i think i've forgotten everything out of that so you might have to read the book too (laughs) i think i mean i don't know if i will but that's what we're going to do next time thanks so much for listening and keep watching movies